Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds. To them who by patience continue in yep. some well-doing seek no nope. glory and honor and immorality yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' tell you? Nope. We gon' expose them. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Choose 
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today all right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom, 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 shalom. Good evening. Um, as opposed to the, uh, good morning, shalom. Uh, you reach another episode of Square Truth Presents Bible Talk. Welcome to the show, y'all. Welcome to the show. My name is Rashada. I am here, one of the teachers. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, usually, you can catch our classes Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. in the morning uh, to about 12 noon, to about, you know, uh, uh, Till, till noon, uh, Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m., as I was saying, 10 a.m. to, to about, about noon. Uh, but today, it just, um, it wasn't happening. Uh, I do apologize for that. Uh, yesterday was very, was, was very hectic. Um, uh, but a lot, of things did get, get, a lot of things did get accomplished. Now, it was very hectic, but a lot of things did get accomplished. Where I, I, wouldn't even, I wasn't even able to make it to my Payless Hebrew class yesterday. Uh, my, and my apologies once again to the families uh, that that were looking to, uh, to to continue in our lessons uh, with the Paleo Hebrew. Just I, yesterday, just it couldn't happen. And then uh, the, the brother Tazapar and his family um, had a barbecue last night over at, at the house. And by the time we got there, we got there late as heck. We got there damn near nine o'clock in the, in the evening, uh, and that went to about almost two or three o'clock. And I tried to wake up this morning. Uh, try to be transparent with everybody. Try to wake up this morning. Try to do the class and. My mind, it was just too much brain fog. It was just too much brain fog, so we didn't get a chance to get to it. My apologies, but um, we are trying to keep the schedule uh, Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, uh, Central Standard Time or Texas Time, uh, and accordingly live uh, for your adjustments. Uh, for If it's 10 o'clock here, obviously it's going to be 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, uh, I take it back, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, 9 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, and then 8 o'clock um, Pacific Time. But today, um, it, it just could, we couldn't make it, so my apologies. So we're doing the show tonight. I'm, I, I want to uh, uh, still continue to try and keep, get things back on a good foot, keep things going. So welcome to our class, right? Um, if you miss any of our classes, we invite you to uh, please check out www.blogtalkradio.com. When you go there, uh, go to the search box, type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-V-A, boom. You got our episode page. And we have episodes go back here on Blog Talk all the way to February 10th, 2000, February 28th, 2010. Over 13 years worth of classes are there for your listening, um, uh, listening uh, uh, education, uh, entertainment, uh, or, or, or what have you. Uh, they are definitely there. And you have teachers like uh, Kawakak, you know, Karash, uh, myself, Tazapa, Banaba, Awar, Chanshuan, uh, Nagaya. Uh, had, had several shows. You even got the sister Mardaya doing some of her uh, 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 all the kids classes uh, on, on the uh, on, on our platform as well. So we invite you to please go and check it out. You can also check us out on iHeartRadio podcast, on Google Podcast, on uh, we're missing, um, iTunes podcast, and Podcast Addict. Um, if you ever check us out, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to upload the Spotify podcast, get, get a little uh, issues with that. But we're trying to make our platform available on as many uh, podcast uh, um, uh, platforms as possible. So uh, be patient with us, right? Be patient with us. Um, 
With that being said, with our show being uh, starting live now, and today is uh, Monday and it's uh, 7 p.m. here in Texas, uh, if you go, if you log on at www.blogtalkradio.com um, and you go to Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, the chat room is up and running, y'all. If, if you have a question or comment or whatever, uh, go to the chat room, type it in the chat room, and we can definitely um, uh, communicate that way as well, as well as texting me at area code 210-784-8463. Now, you can text me, area code 210-784-8463, or if you want to go to your web browser, www.blogtalkradio.com. Uh, go to the search box, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, Mashaba. Our episode page come up on air live now. Click it, click the, click the button, and you'll see our chat room is, is up and going. Uh, again, you can com- communicate with us this way as well, okay? Uh, as you know, we have uh, Tuesdays. It's talk about Tuesdays. Uh, he does, where every Tuesday he does the uh, current events. He does our current events as it relates to Bible prophecies, what have you. And then he goes into a topic. Very great class. I invite you to check it out. Um, like, share, and subscribe to the show. It, it's a great show. Very, very informational and impactful. It, 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 it will help you out. Well, that's on Tuesdays. I come back with my class on Wednesdays. Whatever series I might be dealing with, I can continue on Wednesdays. The talk spot comes back on Thursdays where he has a FYI for your information, where he fields uh, questions um, from, uh, from his emails, from the Internet, from text or whatever. And he does a very thorough study and a very thorough research and again, the, the answers, the biblical answers to answer these to answer your question or whatever. That's what it's called for your information. And that's every Thursday. Again, we try to keep that schedule from 10 a.m. in the morning to about 12 noon. Uh, so check it out for you. Again, it's there for you. It's a tool for you to help you in your studies. With that being said, then we have uh, Friday nights. We're finding the Bible breakdowns with the Brother Brother Bob. Now, Friday nights being on the Sabbath night. Friday night Bible breakdowns with the Brother Brother Bob. He should go to Bible breakdowns. Right, every Friday night, we invite you to check that out. And that, those classes on Friday nights start at ten at uh, eight 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 p.m. Right, they start at eight p.m. Again, that's Central Standard Time. Uh, we are connected with uh, uh, with the schools. Uh, we had several schools that we're connected with. Um, uh, the first one being here. Let me, let me pull it up now. Being the stream of knowledge. Uh, I'm sorry, I really said it did not. Being the sport of truth here in San Antonio. The sport of truth has classes every Monday, Wednesday. And Friday, starting at 7.30 p.m., I haven't made this correction, starting at 7.30 p.m., going to 10 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And also, they have a Sabbath class uh, every Saturday, starting at 10 a.m. They are located at 4444 Walsham, suite number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Reach out to them. Uh, the classes are phenomenal. Uh, Friday nights, uh, they have the brother Carl Cobb, who does a, a live, a live um, broadcast. From, uh, from from his location down in Guatemala. Uh, check him out. Check him out. You know, he's been a teacher for well over 35, 36, 37 years. Very insightful, uh, very inspirational. Um, check it out. They have that available for your for your entertainment and, and education as well. Uh, for, if you're in the Houston area, our school in Houston is called the Stream of Wisdom, Houston, Texas, the uh, SOW, located at 231 FM Road 1092, Stafford, Texas, 77477, being the address there. And they have classes every Monday and Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then Saturdays, also the Saturdays, uh, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We invite you to check them out uh, every Wednesday 
um, from Monday and Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on their YouTube channel, um, SOW Houston, Texas Stream of Wisdom. Again, we ask you to like, share, and subscribe, uh, and check them out. If you're in the Virginia area, Nova Virginia area, uh, uh, our school is SOW Nova Virginia Stream of Wisdom, located at 2610 Gravity Street, Nova Virginia, 22517, being the address there. Um, and they have classes every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then on Saturdays, starting at 12 noon, all right? If you like to check them out live, you can uh, look at them on Facebook Live under uh, Virginia Stream of Wisdom, every Tuesday and Thursday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You like to check them out, all right? Um, and then the YouTube uh, class on Saturdays, uh, starting at, at noon at SOW Stream of Wisdom, North Virginia on YouTube. Check out the brothers um, Shukwakabar, uh, Bahar, and uh, and uh, the, uh, Kizaki and Aria. And they do a very great job out there with the Sabbath class uh, every Tuesday, every Sunday, Saturday, starting at 12 noon on YouTube. For our school in Rochester, if you happen to be in the Rochester, New York area, located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, street number 1A, Rochester, New York, 14606, being the address there. They have class every Tuesday and Thursday as well, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Uh, we just have a brother, uh, Zayan, Zainal up there, at area code 757-762-3917, all right? Our other YouTube channels that we ask you to like, share, and subscribe to is the Hidden Truth Bible Show, the Israelite Media Corps, and Five Minutes of Wisdom. All of our, these are YouTube um, uh, accessible YouTube channels. Check them out. They, they, the information that's on there, the education that's available, and keep your learning up. Get your learning up. Get your, get your knowledge up. These are some great ways for you to, to accomplish that. Please check out our YouTube channels uh, as well. Uh, we have some upcoming high holidays that are, that are rapidly coming upon us, thank the Lord. Uh, we do have the Memorial of Blowing the Trumpets, uh, which does begin uh, September 14th, starting at sundown. The Memorial of Blowing the Trumpets, uh, September 14th, starting at sundown. Then shortly thereafter, we have the Day of Atonement, uh, which is you know, 10 days after, which begins sundown. September 23rd is the Day of Atonement. And, and then we have uh, five days after that, we have the beginning of the Feast of Tabernacles, the beginning of the Feast of Tabernacles, which begins sundown, September 28th, 2023. So we invite you to uh, please give any of the schools. Um, let me see if I can pull that up. Do I have? No, I didn't. Um, and where's this show? Then we have, there's an e-invite. If you'd like to, to, uh, to Join the convocation with the, our schools in San Antonio, uh, with our schools in Houston, for the brothers and sisters who might be coming down from Rochester, might be coming from uh, Norfolk, to honor and celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. Um, it's always a great event, um, and, and you're invited, but we ask you, please get your RSVP in so we can make sure that there, there's uh, enough accommodation for everybody. And they're only asking for, for uh, at the most, 40 or $50 per family. That's a very great price for sisters to be able to come together, uh, with the food, with the with the drink, with the accommodations and everything, and to uh, pay for the, the, the campground. All right, so please uh, get in touch with any one of the schools, particularly here in San Antonio, uh, Brother of One Iyer, Erico 210-862-2643, uh, Free Sanchuan, Erico 505, let me pull it up again, uh, 505-387-9609, okay? 
Cool. So the, the, those are the announcements we have that we have uh, underway. Got that introduction the way. Cool. Uh, and but since you're in the Albuquerque area, please reach out to Brother Aisha Wajizah. Area code five zero five two one eight forty two eighteen. Brother Aisha Wajizah. Area code five zero five two one eight forty two eighteen. If you um, if any Bible question you want, that you have, any 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 counsel you might need, reach out to Brother Aisha Wajizah. Um, phenomenal brother, great brother. He got you covered. Right? He got you covered. All right, brothers and sisters, this is part of the show where I like to uh, – I've, I've been compiling a prayer list um, and trying to esteem others better than myself, uh, try, trying to uh, not just get so caught up into uh, my ailments or my infirmities or, or afflictions that I might be going through, but that I might, I might uh, offer up others and pray for others, uh, that others might do the same for me. Right, that others might do the same for me, and it's not to make myself to be more righteous or more spiritual. No, I am most definitely a sinner. I am most definitely work, uh, trying to work on my own salvation with fear and trembling, um, and I'm just trying to esteem others better than myself. Right? I'm really trying to esteem others uh, better than myself. So I ask for those that are righteous, uh, for the righteous. Uh, we know that First Peter chapter 3, verse 12 tells us uh, that the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. That we know the, the prayers of the righteous, um, the Lord, is, his ears are open to their prayers. We know in James chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So I think upon this list, brothers and sisters, not for my benefit again, not for my glory, but for the glory of the Most High in Christ. Um, and it's for us to help one another. Uh, that we might uh, be there for, for for one another, and that somebody is thinking about you. Somebody's uh, you're on somebody's mind, uh, and that you might be be helped pulled out of whatever afflictions, ailments, sicknesses that you might be going through. If you'd like to get a name added to the, the prayer uh, the prayer list, that we might get it spread out to everybody. That in your own individual times, that you might be sending your own individual prayers, that you might add these names to your prayer list as well. Um, in, 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 in your homes, uh, in your cars, where you might be at when you have that private time between you and the Father and you send the prayers, we ask that you please add these names to your prayer list as well. All right. Um, so with that, I do have a prayer, that, a, a short prayer that I've, I've, I've compiled and put together that we're going to go over right now. It's going to be in the English as well as in the Paleo-Hebrew because we know in the Scripture it says that if something is spoken in an unknown tongue, there must be an interpreter. All right. So this ain't the humdullah, humdullah, um, uh, that old-time religion type of, of prayer, but I will be saying this prayer in both English and in the Paleo-Hebrew with the translation and then adding the names um, as follows. So if you mind, if you will, it, it's not mandatory. Uh, you can repeat after me or like I say, in your own private time, please add these names to your prayer list as well. Uh, so here we go. Uh, may the Most High in the name of Christ, Yahweh, Bahashem, Yahweh Shai, please listen to us now Baba Kusha, Shemaila Nawa, Aita, right now, Yemi Aita. Please send Michael and the Holy Angels, Baba Kusha, Shalak, Michael Allah, Wa Allah to watch over, bless, to heal, to strengthen, to help, to protect, to build up. And Lord, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious to thee. The Lord lift, his, lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Number 76, verse 24 through 26. 
Now, to say that same thing, Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 26, we're going to repeat that in, in the Pele Hebrew now. Yeah, Baraka Yahweh, Wayashamarika. Yahar Yahweh, Panyuah, Ayaka, Wayashamaka, Shalom. Yahweh, Bahasham, Yahweh Shai. Shema'il, Barak, Rapah, Kazak, Aizar, Hagan, Banalama'il. Um, this is uh, uh, Bobby Dixon uh, for our sister uh, Sierra Leaky, the daughter of Brother David. Uh, for the sister uh, Abadiah out there in Houston, the wife of Lachama. For our brother out there in, in, in Norfolk, Shaquat Gabar. Uh, for our family, for our Israel family, everybody's Abba, everybody's Ama, uh, Brother Sahawam Racha, and his wife, Waradiah. Uh, for the brother John Spann, uh, for, for uh, continue prayers for for our, our mother Ma Dukes, uh, the wife, the mother of brother Tazapa, uh, Miss Catherine. Uh, for our friends Becky and Daryl up there in Albuquerque, and Becky's sister Carmen. For uh, the entire Lovett family, my in-laws, uh, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, and all, all of my nieces and nephews. For the entire Coates family, the, the, the family of Brother Kabar Kawa. Uh, for our brother Kazakia and his family up there in Norfolk. Uh, for the sister Anagashia. Uh, for the brother Thawam Mayam uh, out there in Houston. Uh, for the brother Thawam here in, in, in San Antonio, uh, West Beverly. For our sister, the wife of Brother Awana Ayer, Ayana. Ayana uh, Badnath Banyamian. For some special needs children, Father. For Cece, the daughter of our brother Tazapah and his wife, Arakaya. For Aizali, the daughter of brother Gabar Kawa and Anagashia. And for uh, uh, the, uh, Aliyah, the daughter of our brother Bonabad and his wife, Kwadashaya. Continue prayers going up for, for our, our brother, our friend, um, uh, our coach, uh, brother Tazapah and his family. For our brother Kwadashkabar here in San Antonio. For the brother Yenawatan and for his brother Warren up there in Oklahoma. Uh, for our brother and, and sister out there in Florida, Yabar Ya'ala and his wife Ayasha. And for her mother, Ruthie Mae Johnson. For our brother out there in Florida as well and his wife, uh, Sam Kwadash and his wife, Mariah. For our brother L.V., out there in California, the truck driver who's dealing with some ice right now. For Brother uh, LV and for his mother, Pat Washington. For our sister, the wife of Brother Bonabad, our sister, Quadashire. Uh, for the Brother Sean Stark. For the sister, Sylvia Khan. For our brother up there in Albuquerque, uh, the, the son of Gabakawa, our brother, Shapar. For our brother, who is currently in Lubbock right now, our brother, Yama. And for our brother, um, the brother of our brother um, in Gallup, the brother of Daniel Allah, his name is Yashur Allah. Uh, and, and Father, it says, and, you shall, and we shall put the name, and we shall put my, and you shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. So Father, we ask, Bahasham, Yahweh Shai, in the name of your son, Yahweh Shai. We thank you always. The water from Yah. Amen. All right, brother. So just so now we get that out the way. Whoo. Okay. 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 Brothers and sisters, I've been on this this series about the true birth of Christ. Um, 
And all I can say is, wow. Uh, some of the information that I hope to bring out today, I hope to bring out right now. Um, give me one second. I need to take the, the, the briefest intermission. Hold on one second. I will be right back. One second. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. My apologies. Okay, I'm back on. Forgive me about that. Forgive me about that, please. Oh, man. I'm getting flustered. I'm getting flustered. My apologies, brothers and sisters. I didn't realize I had the mic off because I was on my intermission. I had to come back and turn the mic back on. I got the mic back on. My apologies. My apologies. My apologies. My apologies. And I, 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 now I, got, I had to prevent myself from going to the tailspin that I should go ahead and just throw this class away, forget this class, because it's not, come, it's not coming across as smooth as I've been planning it in my mind for, for that it needs to come out. And there's just so much information and so much uh, it's so much information that it's already going to be difficult for the first-time listener to really wrap hold of. I, I completely understand this. That it, 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 it's a lot of information. It's, it's a lot of uh, uh, it's a lot. I, 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 actually, this is where my, my mind is starting to run too fast, and I'm running out of words. And, I'm getting, and I want to get more frustrated. I want to get more pissed off. 
I want to get more angry. Uh, and I've, I've got I've got to dial it back. I've got to get this under control. Okay. And trying to compile this this class, brothers and sisters, and trying to bring out trying to and trying to compile this class and trying to make it relevant for those who care. Trying to make it relevant for those who actually care about their salvation, and want to make sure, right, from what it says in Saint John chapter four and verse twenty-three, that the Most High is for the true worshippers. They're going to worship him in spirit and in truth. And keeping in that mindset and keeping with that, that scripture in mind, there is so much information in going over the true birth of Christ and really trying to bring out some of the, 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 the points and the aspects of how, much, how, how bad we really have been deceived. Um, and not just in, the, in, the, in the, the birth of Christ. I mean, uh, if you listen to any, just by any Hebrew Israelite teaching, well, one thing we stress on is the color of Christ, the color of the Jews, because that lie has been so heavily perpetrated throughout the whole earth. And we know that even in the scriptures, it tells you that, that, the, uh, that there was going to be an image that was going to be put up to deceive the whole earth. And that that image, that has, there's, there's, there's one image that has gone throughout the whole entire earth and deceived many people. And that, that is that Jesus Christ is a white man. That that image of that most any I mean anywhere you go, you see that blonde hair, blue eyed image of Jesus Christ, uh, who's supposed to be Jesus Christ. Uh, there's not a continent, damn near, except for maybe Antarctica, that you can go to and you show that picture. That whoever's on that continent will know exactly where they, even Antarctica, whatever scientists or whatever down there, when they see that picture. Of that blonde hair, blue eyed Christ, we've been conditioned that that is Jesus Christ. When, according to the scriptures, according to archaeology, and according to the truth, there is no way Jesus Christ looked, had blonde hair, blue eyes, of Caucasian ethnicity. It is absolutely impossible. It doesn't fit any scripture, any history, any prophecy, but that image has been pushed across the whole world to deceive people. In particular, to deceive God's people, that God's people, the Israelites, that we now are not worshiping or honoring the Son of God properly. We're not worshiping or honoring the truth, which is how God said we must worship him in spirit and in truth. That, yes, Christ, Jesus Christ is a so-called black man. The Jews are people of color. The Israelites are people of color. And yes, there's Israelites scattered throughout every nation, but for those here in North Central and South America, the aboriginals of, of the Americas, um, whose fathers of Negro, so-called um, Hispanic or Native American descent, you, you are the 12 tribes of Israel. You, you're descendants of the 12 tribes. And that there's reason we stress that so much here in the Western Hemisphere is because in the Eastern Hemisphere, going back into Africa, going back into um, particularly Africa, uh, plus uh, 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 Asia Minor or what have you, um, you have a lot of groups, a lot of Israelites that are people of color, but they still were able to retain their history. They were still able to retain, retain some type of knowledge of their origins, knowing that they're the Israelites. They kept that. But it's been over here in the Americas where the majority of us in the Americas have lost that, have, have that stripped away from us and conditioned away from knowing that we are the Israelites. 
And one of the main things, again, was to deceive us through, through pictures and keeping us illiterate and through the, the white images of Jesus, the disciples, the Last Supper, the angels, uh, God, Adam, Moses, Abraham, Joshua, Ruth, um, uh, uh, Zacchaeus, that all the people of the Bible were, were are of uh, Caucasian descent, uh, therefore excluding us from any type of, of, of uh, foundation that this Bible is actually talking to us, that this Bible is written by our ancestors, their ancestors being us, that, that that's been removed from us. And now we've, been, we've grabbed hold of religion. We've, got, we've grabbed hold of false doctrines, and we've grabbed hold of uh, false ideologies, and, and it's in these false things that's keeping us away from the truth of Christ, the truth of God. Um, that uh, in one scripture tells us that, let me find that real quick also. Now, I'm trying to use this time it, it, uh, to slow my mind down so I can really, so we can get this class proper. All right. In Second John, verse 6, in Second John, verse 6, it says this. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it's verse 4. When we read Second John, uh, chapter, and there's only one chapter, Second John, chapter 1, verse 4, this is what's recorded in the Bible. It says, I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth, as we received a commandment from the Father. So there is no greater joy than to make sure that our children are walking in the truth. Remember what Christ told us in St. John, chapter 8, verse 32, and that we should know the truth. And that the truth shall make us free. There's a, a lot of, of, of uh, imprisonments, for lack of a better word. There's, there's a lot of uh, uh, mental conditioning, and that's, that's the only phrase I can come up with right now. Is I'm, I'm trying to still find my words. That because of the mental conditioning that this society is influencing people into, that to hold on to the actual morals that the Bible teaches. Hold on to the actual morals and uh, code of character that the Bible does teach. That now these things are being overshadowed by the 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 what is what they call that uh, to be uh, public to be politically correct uh, to be um, uh, inclusive of all um, uh, walks of life. That if somebody feels like they're transgender. The LGBTQ, and they feel like they're 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 a dog trapped in a person's body, and they want to go around and act like a pet and act like a dog and, and climb on people's laps and be petted and hugged and washed and all that type of stuff. That if that's how they feel, that in a, this very liberal society, that should be okay. That that is supposed to be the, the America, the freedom of religion, the freedom of choice. If that's what you choose to do, then shouldn't nobody stop you from that. There should be no no uh, no type of, of uh, backlash behind that. There should be no type of of, of uh, calling that out as ridiculous, stupid, a, 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 a brain malfunction. They should be accepting that that type of conditioning is really taking place. But that takes place on so many different levels. Then now, for Christ to tell us in Saint John eight thirty two 
that you should know the truth and that you should make you free, to be now restrained, that now you can't have a moral right to say that homosexuality, the LGBTQ um, movement, is morally against God. And knowing the truth, now it, that can be said that it's wrong. That I don't care how much a man wants to call himself a woman and has whatever hormones injected and has whatever um, uh, body part snipped off or whatever, you're not a woman, you're a man. Don't care how many uh, uh, chemically grown breasts that you might grow, uh, how long you might grow your hair, uh, what kind of uh, injections you might get for your lips, for your eyes, for your, your butt, or whatever it might be, you're still a man. You were born a man, you are born a male, that's who you are. Same as being a female. But now to be able to come and voice that, knowing, no, that's the truth. And that God didn't make no mistakes, and God didn't, did not put the wrong person in the wrong body. No, that is a, that's false. But to be able to know the truth by coming through God's word, St. John 10, 17, verse 17, uh, and you shall know the truth, from St. John 8, 32, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. St. John 10, 17, verse 17, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. That we can actually now get the truth of God, the truth of the scriptures, uh, to know that, yes, now I don't have to be a prisoner to the conditioning, the influences that this society is pushing on people. That if you don't accept this, you're, all of a sudden now you, you, can be as, you can be unpatriotic. You, you can be un, uh, uncivilized. Uh, and then now you can even be... Um, uh, arrested for for infringing upon the rights, the immoral rights, the immoral character of others, because you're not allowing because you're not allowing them, or you're making them feel bad about the truth. Whatever then, um, you know, the teaching going on now in 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 Florida that the slaves benefited, that our ancestors benefited from slavery. You almost think that would be a comedy. That that would be a comedy, a bad comedy at that, but that's got to be a joke. But they are dead on serious. And I, I'm not going to go into a whole ramp, a rampage uh, about that. I'm trying to give some light to the type of conditioning that is taking place very heavily and what they're trying to influence people to corrupt moral characters, to corrupt the morals of God, to corrupt the truth of God, where God is looking for the true worshipers. We're going to worship him in spirit and in truth. And then to rejoice greatly, St. John, Second uh, John, chapter 1, verse 4, I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth. As we receive a commandment from the Father, we're supposed to make sure our kids are knowing the truth, God's truth, the word of God. Okay? So in, in these type of things, and putting these classes together, brothers, and, and, and this information that keeps, keeps coming out, and then with the true birth of Christ, it's, 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 it's a tidal wave. It's a tsunami of information. And trying to, trying to, trying to uh, uh, receive all this information and all, and all these type of different things to be able to come back and give it out so that it can be received. Say so it, it can be understood. Um, this is my attempt. Now, this is my attempt. And I'm, I'm not going to give up on it. I'm really trying to help bring this out. But it really is, is, is mind-boggling, to, to say the least. 
right? Bringing this in this in this knowledge for over myself over thirty five years, and and some of this being familiar with a lot of the topics and a lot of the things, but now seeing some of the literature and getting some of the histories behind all this, wow, wow, and and hopefully being able to present it to people that they can pick up on it as well, right? And with the, with the uh, the sources that we're going I'm going to to help bring a lot of this stuff out to bring it out a lot of this information, okay? Um, so with that, and continue on with this series, we're in part 10 now, The Two Birth of Christ, and I do believe uh, this is titled uh, The Queen Mother. Let me, um, the True Birth of Christ, part 10, Ceramicus, The Queen Mother. Now, when I titled this class that, like this this morning, the main topic we can get to was Ceramicus, The Queen Mother, but I don't know if that's, we're, we're going to be able to get there. <laughs> uh, we're going to try and get there. There's a lot of history we're about to get into. So get, uh, strap up, get, you know, strap up, put your seatbelt on. We're, we're going for a ride. Now, we, we, we're about to go into this. The scriptures I'd like to start with today and, going, and, and dealing with today's topic. Um, we're going to go to Revelation chapter 18, verses 1 through 5. Right? We're going to go to Revelation chapter 18, verses 1 through 5. This past... The last class I just did, uh, we was going over um, Tammuz from uh, Jeremiah. And, oh, my goodness. From um, uh, Jeremiah, or Ezekiel, chapter 8, verse 14 through 15. E, brothers and sisters, it, it, we, we, uh, the saga continues. All right? The saga is going to continue. But I wanted to go to Revelation 18, verses 1 through 5. We're going to read this and kind of go through this a little bit and try, try to try – uh, give a, a proper segue um, uh, into today's class, all right? So I'm going to Revelation 18, verses 1 through 5. Revelation, the last book of the Bible, right? Um, Revelation 18, verses 1 through 5. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Verse 3, for all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Verse 4, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. We go through this chapter a lot, and, and you might be familiar, if you're familiar with any Hebrew Israelite teachings, Revelation 18, verse 4 is one that we lean heavily, on heavily in referring to um, us being here in America, all right? Uh, and understanding and knowing that uh, Babylon the Great is a, is a, a slang, a metaphor, an allegory um, alluding to and pointing at America being this, this city or this place in the last days uh, that matches the prophecies of what this scripture is, is talking about. Um, that it is in modern day times 
uh, America that we can um, see where it says that the place has become the habitation of devils. The word devil means a, a deceiver. And that there's more deception going on here in America than anywhere. From Hollywood being the center of, 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 uh, of Hollywood and camera effects and CGI that I remember in case you didn't hear this before, remember Hollywood. Right? Have you ever wondered why they call it Hollywood? Well, remember, Hollywood, that is the, 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 the magician's wand. You know, when they do their magic, the, the abracadabra, what have you, that wand is made out of Hollywood. So when they're casting spells, casting illusions, like they do in movies with special effects, and, and, and CGI, what have you, that's all illusion. It's not real. But the effect that it has on somebody, that that's coming from what would essentially be witchcraft. I'll tell you, we, 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 we have a soft term for it. It's called technology. That technology is to the point with Forex and, 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 and uh, uh, the computer screens, whatever, that it, it seems real, but it's not real. They got the movie out called The Megalodon. Too, and if you watch it on, uh, especially in IMAX, uh, it's gonna seem real, right? That that we we see a lot of things that seem real, but it's the it, it's it's technology, it's witchcraft, it's the, it's illusions. So we we use prophecies like that and things like that to help us see and understand Babylon the Great. Here in modern times, is referring to America, uh, where it's the hold of every foul spirit. That every file, any uh, abominable thing that, that God calls abominable, you are free to do it here in America. All right? it, it, there's, it's the freedom of religion. The, all you got to claim it, this is part of your religion, and you'll be, you're allowed to do it without any repercussions. Right? It's the hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Unclean and hateful birds are abomination. All right? And that you can eat whatever you want here in America. And, and, and not be on anybody's moral compass or moral character. Okay, so we have that as in reference, and I'm not, I don't want to go too deep into this because we have this as a reference, and we've gone over this many times. Uh, Revelation chapter 18, verse one through one through four, and showing its its similarity and its pointing to this place being America, and that yes, America is going to be destroyed. Let me read in verse four, uh, where it says, "And I heard another voice from heaven saying." Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. And there's too many classes that we've done and brothers have covered, whether it's on our, our YouTube channels or here on Blog Talk, and the plagues that, that are going to be coming to America, um, to Babylon the Great, to finally destroy and wipe this place out, like Sodom and Gomorrah. All right, we've, we've gone over that. We've, we've been over that. And we will be covering that again. But the, the angle of the, or, or the uh, what I would like for us to take a look at and consider now is the fact that this place is called Babylon the Great. Um, and it says, and I heard another voice, verse 4, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins. I want to take a look, and we want to try and go, go into the sin. Why is this place uh, that in the book of Revelations, we know that these, these are prophecies, from the time of Christ, during that time, uh, around uh, right before 70 A.D., 
Yeah, all these things are written down. And I, I, I can go back and get when John the Revelator actually kind of got the book of Revelations. Um, that from the time that he actually wrote it down the first time, that this was future prophecies that were going to be taking place from the time he wrote it. Now that we're getting to the, the end of the, of the, the end of times, we can look back through history and see where a lot of these things took place. <coughs> we can come back now and match the history, world history, um, with what's being described in the Bible, what's being described in Revelation, and see, oh, this was, this was referring to this. This was symbolic of this event, of that event, or what have you. So we, we've got that. But I want us to take a little more, more look at even the fact that it's called Babylon the Great. It, why Babylon the Great? And the sins that took place in ancient Babylon and the type of things that was going on in ancient Babylon. And when I say ancient Babylon, we're referring to Nimrod, the time of the Tower of Babel, where the name Babylon actually comes from. Let's take a historical look going all the way back to that time that is being used as a reference in a prophecy from the time that John the Revelator wrote this down, it will be used as a prophecy about a future Babylon. And brothers and sisters, um, let, let me let me let me pull, let me do this for you now. I know he doesn't like this, and I understand it. Tell why I, I do. Uh, but brother, you're a great teacher, and there's many great teachers. Um, but one class that, that you did that I was actually listening to this uh, today. And preparing for this class, let me let me pull it up. B a b y l o n. Brothers and sisters, um, from December twenty eighth, two thousand twenty one, December twenty eighth, two thousand and twenty one, uh, the brothers of fire started a class called Babylon the Great. I will be like the Most High, my priest of the fire. And if you happen to go to um, www.blogtalkradio.com, uh, pull our website up, go to the search box, uh, type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-V-A, um, or uh, type in uh, in the search box, Babylon the Great, Priest Tazapah. Babylon the Great, Priest Tazapah. And it'll bring, now it's a four-part series, if I see this here correctly. Um, part one, part two, part three. Part four. It's a four-part series that the brother did, uh, and I'm going to post this in the chat room. I'll post this in, in the chat room right now, if you haven't been in your web browser. I'm going to post a link to it in the chat room right now. Paste. Send. And I'm also going to post this um, in Facebook, on my Facebook page. Copy link. Right, it's there. It's also on my, on my Facebook page, and it's called Babylon the Great. I will be like the Most High. Uh, and it is by uh, Priest Tazapah. You will definitely see it. Uh, it is there. Go back and check this out. The brother does a great job in this series 
of explaining and bringing out that there's three periods of Babylon in the Bible. Ancient Babylon, Middle Babylon, and, and Neo-Babylon. He does a real great job. He's a great historian, along with the brother of Warner Iyer. Let me give my shots of pops to the brother of Warner Iyer, who's doing a great job on his Sabbath classes. Uh, brother, sisters, um, if you want to learn history, history doesn't make sense to you, check out Tazapaz's Law Talk classes and check out one of our Sabbath classes at uh, Sport of Truth, uh, San Antonio, Texas on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, click the notification button. Those Saturday classes that Award is doing in history, it, it, it's thorough, but it's informative. It's thorough, but it, it, it's clear. And if you need help understanding this Bible or keeping the Bible in proper context, you need these classes. Right? You need these classes. So with that, let me, let me get back to, to my page now here. Um, let's go more now into, from this Revelation uh, 18, verse 1 through 4, let's try and take, if, if, if I might be able to, I want to try to open our minds up, open your minds up, open the vision up to the significance of why this place is called Babylon the Great. Why is we using this reference that the first time it's referred to is the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 10? That now for in Genesis chapter 10, think about that, brothers and sisters. Genesis chapter, the 10th book of the first, of the first book of the Bible. I'm sorry, the 10th chapter of the first book of the Bible. Remember, chapters 1, 2, and 3 of Genesis tell you about uh, creation, how everything was made, how we got here. Um, from... Four, five, and six, we have uh, the fall of, of Adam and Eve and being kicked out of paradise and the turmoil that the world uh, came into over centuries uh, to where we had to have uh, Noah's born and we had to have the flood, the deluge. And everything gets wiped out except for Noah, uh, his wife, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and the earth has to be restarted. Then we have in Genesis chapter 10 and, and chapter 11, we have the, 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 the birth uh, and the, the, the uh, population explosion of the three uh, types of hum- humanity after the flood. The, um, what the world calls the Negroid, the Cognizoid, and the Jaffor, and uh, uh, the Negroid, Cognizoid, and Mongoloid, but what the Bible calls Shemitic, Hamitic, or Japhetic. We have them. Within the 10th chapter, we have the birth of Nimrod. It says he became to be a mighty one, and we're going to get into this, a mighty one in the earth, a conqueror, who served the first kingdoms after the flood. That's, and, and then we had chapter 11. We had the Tower of Babel. Everybody was of one voice. Everybody was united. They came into this conspiracy against God. To, to overthrow God, and as I'm going to use this word now, to rebel against God, headed by Nimrod. And then from chapter, chapter, um, just chapter 11, uh, we have, uh, and 12, we have uh, uh, Abram. It goes from Noah through Shem down to Abram. From chapter 12 through uh, 25, we have uh, Abram being, his name being changed to Abraham. We had the birth of, uh, of his sons, uh, Ishmael, then Isaac, uh, and, and uh, some of Ishmael's brief history. 
Uh, then from Isaac, we have um, his two sons being born, uh, Jacob and Esau, uh, and Genesis chapter 25. Then from Genesis chapter 25, through the rest of the book, through the rest of the Biblios, through the rest of the volumes of the books called the Bible, from Genesis chapter 25 through Revelation chapter 21, is all dealing with that chosen seed of Abraham, being a direct descendant of Noah, being a direct descendant of Adam. We have nothing but the history, the prophecies, the records of the people called Hebrew Israelites. That is the Bible in a nutshell. So from Genesis chapter 10, the 10th book of the Bible, covering what? From Genesis chapter 10, all the way through Revelation, we're talking about a time span of, and the prophecies uh, contained in Revelation and their fulfillment, 2023, going back some 2,000, 2000 years before Christ came. That's a time span of over 4,000 years. That's, a, that's 40 centuries that we're talking about being covered, 40 centuries, over 4,000 years being covered, that for, for events that took place down to 4,000 years ago, a name taking place 4,000 years ago, that is still being rele- relevant by the time John the, Revelator, John the Revelator wrote this down, then what, what was the, the, the significance? What was going on with this place called Babylon or Babel? that it, it would be used as a reference today, that it would be used as a reference in the prophecies that we got from John and Revelation here in Revelations to help us understand things that were going on today in our present world. So I pray that I'm able to, that we can go through this. I can help bring this out. Uh, I am fully aware and understand and am developing a, 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 a complex about this that I'm not a very great talker. I'm not a very great speaker. Uh, and that a lot of times things in my head are going so fast that my words aren't able to keep up. And the concepts in my head are going so fast that I'm not able to bring this out smooth enough for people to grab hold of. So I'm trying to keep all that in, in mind. Uh, I know what I'm talking about, but just to bring it out that it might be understood. Okay? So from Revelation 18, verse 1 through 4, uh, that uh, that we receive Revelation 18 verse 4 and I heard another voice from heaven say come out of her my people that you be not partakers of her sins and that you receive not of her plagues for her sins have reached unto heaven and God has remembered her iniquities many Israelites are familiar with uh, again with verse 4 and that we're dealing with some of the sins of America and some of the plagues that the Lord is going to be using to strike America. And we have that as a reference. It says, for her sins have reached on heaven. But we're going to go back all the way to ancient Babylon, not ancient Babel. With that, this, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm going to be using a lot of historical references. All right? A lot of information that we're going to bring out is going to be a lot of historical information. Um, in this part of the class, there's not going to be a lot of scriptures. Now, I know in this, in this, in this series, um, I, I used the first five, six, seven parts of the series to hamper how important it is that we're not following, that we're following the scriptures and that we're not following um, uh, uh, traditions, fables, and customs. But this part of the history is not actually recorded in the scriptures, 
but it's historical factual information anyway. So with that being said, I'm in I'm going to now the Cyclopedia of Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature. The Cyclopedia of Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature. Right? And you can look this up online. The, the beautiful thing about the internet today, and one of the prophecies that was given to Daniel, that in the last days, knowledge will be increased. So now all this ain't got to be so much of a mystery that we can now go look it up. You know, we don't have to go through the Dewey Decimal System of going back to a library and actually doing the, the hardcore research and finding this book and then that book and this reference book or whatever and, and finding the author's bibliography is all right here online at your fingertips. It's at the end of your thumb on your phone. All right? Cool. The Cyclopedia of Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature, and we're going through the top of Babylon. We're going to deal with the subject of Babel. I'm sorry, not Babylon, but Babel, B-A-B. E L Babel. All right. Uh, let me see here. As I'm, you know, listen to myself, and we're about to go through this. See, I'm glad I'm doing this. For as much as I was preparing this, and for all this information, let's go to Genesis. So I quoted it. Let's go to Genesis. Uh, for those who are not familiar with the Bible, um, let's go to Genesis. Before I go into to, uh, into this here, let's go to Genesis. Let me pull it up here, y'all. Let's go to Genesis. As I was just talking about chapter 10, right? So I was just talking about chapter 10. Let's go there. Genesis chapter 10. We'll start at verse 1. Genesis chapter 10 and verse 1. Genesis chapter 10 and verse 1. And now this is dealing with the nations descended from Noah, right? The nations descended from Noah after the flood. So in Genesis chapter 10 and verse 1, it says, Now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And unto them were sons born after the flood. So again, these three men, through their lineage and through them, the earth was repopulated, right? The, the three classifications of, of, of mankind came through these three men after the flood to be either Shemitic, Hamitic, or Japhetic, or as, as uh, modern-day science will try and uh, 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 confuse you, they'll say um, uh, Cognizoid, Negroid, or Mongoloid. And trying and try to change the, 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 the context of the scriptures, right? We, we covered that before also. I'm going to jump down to verse 6, right? I'm going to jump down now to verse 6. And it says, And the sons of Ham, Cush, and Mizraim, and Put, and Canaan, right? So now we're dealing with the sons of Ham, of those people who came out of Ham, all right? Um, verse 7, and the sons of Cush, Seba, and Havilah, and uh, Sabta, and Ramah, and Sabtika, and the sons of Ramah, Sheba, and Dedan. Verse 8, Genesis chapter verse 8, and Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. 
Verse 9, he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore, it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. And the beginning of his kingdom was, Genesis chapter 10, verse 10, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel and Erech and Achad and Calamay and in the land of Shinar. Out of that land went forth Ashur uh, and builded Nineveh and the city of Rehoboth and Kalna and resin between Nineveh and Kala that became a great city. There's a lot going on right here, brothers and sisters. There's a lot going on that from Cush being the son of, of uh, from, from Nimrod being the son of Cush, he gets what? One, two, three, four, five. There's five verses basically dealing with him and his accomplishments. All right? This, it might seem short and brief, but there's a lot in this right now, brothers and sisters. There's a lot in this right here. So understanding that Nimrod is for one of the first kings, the first thing he built that he actually conquered and established was the kingdom of Babel. All right? So that's when we just now to uh, the Cyclopedia. Oh, let, let me get uh, I'm sorry. I meant to copy that and paste it in my notes in case anybody wants a copy of these notes. Um, all right. Now we're going to the Encyclopedia of Biblical, uh, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature. Right, and we're dealing with the the the, the word babble from again the Encyclopedia of Biblical. Theological and ecclesiastical literature. Babel, from the Hebrew word uh, babal, which means confusion. And so the Septuagint, I can't read Greek, uh, in Genesis chapter 11, verse 9, it says, originally, the name applied to the Tower of Babel. I hope we catch things now. Originally, originally, the name applied to the Tower of Babel, from Genesis chapter 11, verse 9 but afterward extended in the Hebrew to the city of Babylon, going back to James chapter 10, verse 10, which appears to have grown up around it, and finally to the whole province of Babylonia. Uh, we'll go to Ezekiel chapter 23, verse 17, uh, which this was the capital uh, for, these, uh, uh, for these latter see Babylon and see Babylonia. But we're not going to go there. All right. So the origin of the tower, and then with the Tower of Babel, deal with Babel, the origin of the tower. It says, from the account in Genesis chapter 11, verse 1 through 9, it appears that the primitive fathers of mankind, having from, let's get that, Genesis chapter 11, verse 1 through 9. Let's go ahead and just read that. All right. Let's go ahead and just read that because we're going to be coming back to it. We are definitely going to be coming back to it and referencing this for sure. Uh, Genesis chapter 11, verse 9, uh, 1 through 9. Let me copy and, and let me paste. And, but I, I, if, you, if you notice, I'm, I'm, I've kind of slowed down, 
I hope I hope it's not to have you bored. I pray that that's not the case. I'm trying to make sure that this can come out on a spoon-fed level. All right? I'm I'm trying to re- go through this on a spoon-fed level so that this makes sense. All right, that a lot of people. Are, I don't know why I'm worried about it, but I know a lot of people are lose a lot of people. Uh, people's attention spans are just that short, that gone, and. I understand, but that doesn't negate me trying to do my best and trying to present this information uh, and trying to present this information. All right, so now, Genesis chapter 11, verse 1, right? So it says, dealing with the Tower of Babel, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there. And they said, one to another, go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build us a city, and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Verse 7. Go to, let us go down, and they'll confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of the whole earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. So, as again, we're reading here from the... the um, the Cyclopedia of Biblical, uh, Theological, and Ecclesiastical uh, Literature. Reading again, it says, originally, Babel. Originally, the name applied to the Tower of Babel from Genesis chapter 11, verse 9. But afterward, it extended in the Hebrew to the city of Babylon, Genesis chapter 10, verse 10, which appears to have grown up around it. And finally, to the whole province of Babylonia, from Ezekiel chapter 23, verse 17. Um, the origin of the tower. From the account in Genesis chapter 11, verse 9, which we just read, and remember, it was called the Tower, the, the, the tower of Babel, and the city that was built up around this place was called Babel, which we just read in Genesis chapter 10, was the very first kingdom that Nimrod established. Right? It's the very first kingdom that he established. All right. So, from the account in Genesis chapter eleven verse nine, it appears that the the primitive fathers of mankind, having from the time of the deluge, meaning the flood, wandered without fixed abode, settled at length in the land of Shinar, where they took up a permanent residence. Cool. So they're saying that everybody was was just kind of wandering. Uh, after the flood and, you know, the repopulating was taking place and, and going on, which obviously took a couple hundred years, 
Now, it, it took time for, for this to repopulate everybody to where they were able to build cities. They were able to build, come on now. I'm only saying that because a lot of times we, we, we read the scripture, we don't realize how much time has elapsed. We don't realize that we might read something in, in like we just read in Genesis chapter 10 and chapter 11, and just reading it, we, we think that it was happening instantly, and that really put some reality or practicality that, no, obviously this had to took a length of time for these eight men to have kids, for these kids to grow up and have kids, then for them to grow up and have kids to where it gets to the point where we, they can now build cities? Come on, brothers and sisters. We, I hope that makes sense. This would have took some time to the, where the earth has now got enough population that now cities can be built. So, with that being considered, that there was a lot of wonder that was going on. Everybody still had one language. There was no different languages, but there was wonderings that was taking place. And then um, upon Nimrod's influence, there was this, now this kingdom that was established and what became Babel in the land of Shinar. Uh, and everybody was there and now decided to go build this city and, and, and now build this tower. All right. Now, reading on with the, with the, with the subject matter from uh, the second opinion of biblical, theological, and theological literature. It says, as yet, they remain together without experiencing those vicissitudes and changes in their outward lots, which encourage the formation of different modes of speech. So there was no need to have different modes of speech. Everybody was together. Everybody was unified. Everybody was one. All right? Um, so there was no need. They didn't even think about or had to come together with different uh, modes of speech and were therefore of one language. Arrived, however, in the land of Shinar, and finding materials suitable for the construction of edifices, of temples, of, of monuments. Now, that's what edifice is. They proceeded to make, uh, to make and burn bricks. And using the uh, butamen, uh, in, which, in which parts of the country abound for cement, they built a city and a tower uh, of great uh, elevation. That was the, they took brick and slime had it, had it for mortar um, and went to building this city, construction. Um, come on, and, and just imagine what it takes to build a city today, what, what takes place. Um, having to get the engineers together, um, having to take a lot of planning, um, getting the infrastructure together. Um, it, it, this was an endeavor, right? This wasn't. I hope. I hope we we, we can. I don't want to belittle anybody's intelligence, uh, but when you actually think about what would it take to build a city, even back then, all right, um, we're, we're having to deal with sanitation. You had to deal with food for everybody. You had to deal with with uh, the construction and construction costs. You had to deal with housing. You had to deal with with um, uh, clothing everybody. You have to deal with uh, entertainment. You have to deal with, with, with everything that it would take for a city and for everybody building the city up. Um, the, the different trades uh, uh, and dealing with the food and feeding everybody. You got the different type of farming that's taking place. Um, from those dealing with herds, dealing with cattle, uh, those, those dealing with um, uh, fowl, chickens, birds, or what have you, to those dealing with, with uh, all the fruits and vegetables and crops 
uh, they got to take place. You, you, you have to deal with um, uh, irrigation and, and, and plumbing and aqueducts and all this type of thing. That this this was an endeavor. This was an endeavor. All right. I'm gonna read on now. It says a divine interference, however, is related to have taken is related to have taken place. In consequence, the language of the builders was uh, confounded, so they were no longer able to understand each other. They therefore left off to build the city, quote-unquote, from what the scripture says, and were scattered abroad upon the face of all the earth. The narrative adds that the place took its name of Babel, meaning confusion, from this confusion of dialect. All right? Then it says, see, confusion of tongues, what we're not going to do. All right? We're going to jump down to now... Uh, 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 we just did number one, definition number one, the origin of the tower. Now we're going to jump down to definition number three, traditions concerning it, concerning this place called the Tower of Babel, all right? Um, traditions concerning it, definition number three. It says versions more or less are subst- substantially correct uh, of this account are found around other nations. I wanted to get this part right here. I'm glad that, they, that this was done in this research, that this account of the Tower of Babel and of the flood is not just a biblical account. Right? It's not just the, the, the account of the Hebrews and the Jews just bringing themselves up or what have you, but this historical event, this worldwide event, is recorded among other nations. All right? This, this was an historical events that have to be recorded among other nations. Reading on, it says the Chaldeans themselves relate. Uh, Abidinus, quoted by Eusebius in a prepared evangelical, page 14, uh, compares to the Chronicles of uh, Armin, uh, page 1, page 38, page 59, that the first men relying on their size and strength, raised a tower reaching toward heaven in the place where Babylon afterwards stood, but that the winds assisting the gods brought the building down on the heads of these builders out of the ruins of which Babylon itself was built. Before this event, men had spoken the same tongue, but afterward, by the act of the gods, they were made to differ in their speech. I wanted to get this from the sister and try and bring the significance of this, that this was recorded in, in, in the history of the Chaldeans themselves. They list the, the historian and, and uh, the historians and where they had this record, written down and recorded. All right? Now, one thing I, I, I want to... I'm going to jump ahead of myself just a little bit. Remember when, when we were reading about the edifices that were being uh, built? Um, let me see here. It says, right, back to paragraph in, in Devonish number one, it says, as yet, I'm right by the middle of the paragraph. It says, as yet, they remain together without experiencing the vicissitudes and changes in their outward, in their outward life which encouraged the formation of different modes of speech and were, therefore, of one language. 
Arrived here, however, in the land of Sinan and found materials suitable for construction of edifices. They proceeded to make and burn bricks and using the butamen, uh, uh, in which parts of the country abound for cement, and, and they built a city and a tower. What was it with the edifices? Right, I wanted to bring a little now, little highlights, a little foreknowledge to this word edifices. And I want to look it up. I want to look at the word edifice. D e f i n define. Paste eighteen twenty eight. Right, the word edifice is defined in Webster's Dictionary of eighteen twenty eight as a building, structure, or fabric. It is often used to describe large or impressive buildings such as temples, churches, and elegant mansions. All right? I hope we're catching this. And you can get this from the Webster's 1828 Dictionary for an edifice, a building or a structure, a fabric, uh, but uh, appropriately, a large or splendid building. The word is not applied to a mean building, but to temples, churches, or elegant mansion houses, and to other great structures. Well, what these historians, what these archaeologists took note of is that what was happening at the time of the Tower of Babel, that the people, before the split of the languages, were given over to the building of edifices, of these great mansion houses, these great magnificent buildings, these great magnificent temples, these great magnificent um, uh, uh, churches. All right. If we think about it, even like today, uh, you have rich people that they want to have a library built with their name on it as a legacy or remembrance of them. They want to have uh, a, 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 some type of monument. If it's the Washington Monument out there in, in, in Washington D.C., if it's uh, uh, Mount Rushmore uh, with the four the, the heads of the four presidents out, out there in Mount Rushmore, that everybody wants to leave a name for themselves. Uh, a, a thing of like, I was here. Something to, that, that lets me know that I was here, that I did something, that, that I was significant, that I mattered. But the reason I'm, I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to bring this out is that what we're reading about now in paragraph three, definition number three, where it says, and this is from the Chaldean history, that there were giants. Uh, that they were uh, the first men relying on their size and strength raised a tower reaching toward the heaven in the place where Babylon afterwards stood. We were taller back then. The scriptures tell us this, that of how much less, less stature we are today than we were then, of stature being in height. We're, we're opposed to what the history or science would teach you uh, in the American education, that people were shorter back then and we're getting taller today. No, that's not true. We actually worked taller back then, and we've gotten shorter over time. Remember, the earth was just, the earth was in its prime. The earth was, didn't have all the solutions and all the, the, the abuse that has been taken for all these millennia up to the present day. 
it was still in its prime. So to get the, the best nutrients, get the best of the water, the, the, all the, the different type of chemicals were not being uh, being used. The, the, high, the late, uh, hybrid plants and animals or whatever wasn't being done to the extent that it's being done today. The earth was still, you can find a lot of parts of the earth that were not defiled, that were still undefiled. So with that being said, our immune systems, our health systems were a lot more healthier. Right? And so, yeah, we were actually taller. But it, the focus ain't about them just being that we were just taller, that, that Shaquille O'Neal would be considered a midget today. That, um, no, it's not, that's not the reference we should be looking at. The reference is more alluding to people going out of the way to try and make a name for themselves try to, and trying to leave a, le- a leaving legacy, uh, leaving a record of themselves being record breakers, being uh, uh, recognized for some type of accomplishment and some type of monument, some type of, of structure being built that's just so magnificent that, and it represents uh, them. It, it's a lasting legacy. Uh, it was the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, that you got the, 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 uh, the, 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 not the trophies, but you have a bust. Yeah, you, you have a statue of, of the head of, of the person's, are the people that are inducted into the Hall of Fame for their accomplishments. It's the Hall of Fame. Uh, you have the accomplishments of people on, uh, out there how we get the Hollywood, um, Hollywood star, where you get the star and then you get to imprint your, 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 your handprints or your fingerprints into uh, the concrete where your name will be there for as long as Los Angeles is still there, as long as Hollywood is still there, that there's something uh, to recognize your accomplishments. There's something to recognize who you are. Um, among stadiums across America, I'm sure it's across the world, but across America, you have uh, the, uh, uh, the Ring of Honor uh, to where a person from a high school, from a college, uh, their, their number gets retired. If it's in basketball, soccer, football, um, track, your number gets retired. It's hung up in the rafters uh, for no one else to ever come and, and wear that number. That, that number will always be known for that individual, always be known for that person because that person was a giant. That person um, needed his raised up in his honor for his fame, his notoriety, um, uh, his, his uh, accomplishments. That this what was going on, this was the mindset that was happening in, in this place that we call known as the Tower of Babel that people were about, we're going to build things in, out of ourselves, just like what happened before the flood, where it said that there were giants in the earth and that uh, everybody did after their own imagination. Those giants, once again, they were taller men. I'm not going to say that they weren't, but the focusing on now we got to go find giant skeletons, but it was for the monuments, the things they built in their name. The things they built in their these huge buildings, these huge monuments, these huge uh, uh, what have you, to try and show off and 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 be about the boasting of how great I am. And this is left in an epicy, in a, in a, in, a, um, uh, in in homage to my accomplishment, to my victories, to uh, to what I've done, to my legacy. These were these were the mindsets of. And y'all remember the scripture. 
let's get that real quick. First um, John. First John, chapter 2 and verse 15, where we're reminded, love not the world. First John, chapter 2, verse 15, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And this is going to all come back and wrap itself around itself, brothers and sisters. Verse 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. If we are, if if I can hopefully bring this out, if we're going to, as we're taking this look at what was going on right before the flood and after the flood, how these buildings and these edifices and these things were being done as a thing of the world, a something not of God, but was of the world, that the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Look at how big of a monument I've built. Look at my accomplishments. Look at what I've done. Look at my, look at I'm famous. Look at my fame. Acknowledge what I've done. I'm not like y'all. This building that's built for me where I live, my mansion, uh, how I get down, uh, um, MTV Cribs, and I'm going back a ways. I know I'm going back a ways. But from all these type of things that represent the pride of life, these were the similar things that was going on before the flood and what Nimrod bought over after the flood <clears throat> that was now taking place and being encouraged at this first kingdom that he conquered called Babel. That everybody was, was about trying to make a name for themselves in the pride of life, in the lust of the eyes. You can have whatever you like. Don't let don't let not, uh, the sky is the limit. Just do it. Forget a moral compass. Forget a moral integrity. If you if you, if you feel like doing it, do it. Don't let nobody tell you no. If you have a dream of being the greatest in this or the greatest in that, don't let nobody tell you you can't do that. And get and get rewarded for your actions. It's the power of your mind. It's what you say. It's what you manifest. And you should be acknowledged for that. This was the mentality that was taking place at the Tower of Babel, and the same mentality that had brought destruction on the world before the flood. Nimrod brought this back with a passion. And everybody was consenting to it. Now, verse 17, right? First John chapter 2, verse 17. And the world passes away. What happened to, to the world before the flood? Everybody's focus was on being a giant of whatever industry they were in and building whatever great cities and, 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 and monoliths and, and temples and shrines. For whatever they was into, when the Lord God brought the flood, what happened to all that? 
Just find a way. Gone. Kaiser Sose. Gone. And the world passed away. What happened to that world before the flood? Once the flood came, all that, all those accomplishments that people worked to build up, to build on, for the pride of life, that can't nobody tell me nothing. Look at what I've done. Look at how I've get down. Look at what I'm doing. Look how great I am, and I can give myself over to whatever, whatever immoral conduct I want to. I win. I succeed. That I must be a god. It was by the power of my hands that got me where I'm at. By hook or by crook. And verse 17, and the world passes away. And the lust thereof, that what they desired and was trying to fight hard to get, died at the flood. But then it was brought back through Ham's son, Ham's grandson, Ham, then Cush, Nimrod. But he that doeth the will of God abides forever. Brother and sister, we're going to see that that's going to be the me- that was supposed to be the message from the beginning. Are we doing the will of God that we're going to be able to live forever, abide forever? Basically, that will make a person immortal. Why is Abraham still mentioned to the, in the world to this very day? For doing the will of God. Why is Moses' name still mentioned in the world today by doing the will of God? Why is David, his name mentioned in the world today from doing the will of God? Why is Jesus Christ named in the world today from doing the will of God? That that has their names immortal. That has their names immortal. And I'm sure, I think Tulsa forgive me, Tulsa but I believe he did do a class on how important your name is. How important it is to have a good name and that that good name lives on forever. I just want to find that class. If not, I'll put a class together and we'll get into it. But that the, the he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So for all the work that a man will do, that people will do, that we find in this Nimrod and this kingdom that they did, and trying to make a name for themselves, uh, an accomplishment for themselves, that, and they're going to build it so high that nobody can ever bring it down. They're going to build themselves up so high that nobody can bring them up, not even God. Please. I guess what, 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 what I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, think about this. If I can give this scenario, but I, maybe, maybe, I hope this ain't too old of a scenario, depending on who, who might have listened to the show. There used to be um, professional, black professional baseball players here in America. Right? Black professional baseball players here in America. And they were called the Negro Leagues. The Negro Leagues. And they were just full of Negroes. They were not allowed to play um, in the, the, the Major League Baseball. Uh, we know that, that that was pretty much uh, uh, Jackie Robinson who broke the quote-unquote color barrier. But the Negro Leagues was it was just our people. They were professional teams of just Negroes, dark-skinned people, our people, playing professional baseball. 
and they would travel across the country playing baseball against one another in, in professional leagues. And when you do the research, brothers and sisters, I'm not going to go into it today. When you do the research, even for the 20s and 30s and 40s when, when these games and 50s were being played, they were multi-million dollar businesses. In, in the midst of, of, of whatever America was going through, they were multi-million dollar, it was a multi-million dollar business that even made more money than the white counterparts of the, uh, of the uh, Major League Baseball. And it was very popular among black people. Remember, that was during a time when we definitely had segregation. That was during a time when we definitely had segregation where, and, and we had our own, and white people had their own, even here in America. And the crowds that would be drawn and would come from our own people to come and see and support our own people was multi-million dollar um, uh, businesses. Ridiculous. And eventually that, that the only reason that they, they, they integrated um, Major League Baseball is to now get that money uh, that, that was so prevalent amongst uh, the black Negro League uh, fans that that wealth would come down to, to um, Major League Baseball. And that plan worked. And we see where the Negro Leagues now got disbanded. Right? The Negro Leagues were now disbanded. Now, for those who might have heard about the Negro Leagues, and you can, do, you can go look it up on Google or, or Siri or whatever you might do. For all the great legends that were in the Negro Leagues, for as long as the Negro Leagues uh, uh, were around, and for that time period, for uh, whatever home run kings there were, uh, for, for whatever speedsters that there were, for those who made some of the most amazing catches and made some of the most amazing plays and could go into any city where there were black folks and be received with open arms, be given the red cart, the red cart treatment, were celebrities. They were stars among black folks. Not in the white world, because they weren't recognized or known, but amongst our people, they were, they were celebrities. They were superstars. How many of those names do we have today? For those who might have played five years, 10 years, 15 years, those who had strikeout records, those who had home run records, those who had stolen base records, those who had uh, uh, how many consecutive games you played in without uh, without injury, without without um, that you didn't miss that one game, you didn't miss that one inning. How many no hitters were pitched? I'm sure there's thousands, hundreds of that thousands um, that, ha- that, that their story could be told if it was known. The reason I'm, I'm trying to bring some light, I'm trying to bring this out in, in, in the way that I might be able to, is that for all that hard work and sweat and tears and travel and everything that went on, and yes, even in the, among the black folks in, in the black cities of America, that did happen. 
That work was done. But what good is it today? Who is known? Who's remembered? At one time, you can walk into any bar, any club, any, any store, and just be recognized. Now, it's not there. So for all that hard work that was done, there's no remembrance. I'm trying to give that scenario that we can come back and think about now what was going on before the flood, for how much hard work people were putting in trying to make a name for themselves, trying to be somebody, trying to leave a legacy, trying to leave a, um, uh, something that lets me know that they're significant, that their lives matter. And after the flood, once the flood came, none of that mattered because we, we have none of their names. We have none of their kingdoms. We have none of their, their magnificent things that they built for themselves that were known for. Not a damn thing. When the Lord brings the destruction this time, who's going to remember any NBA player? The GOAT. Come on. What Grammy, what Grammy winner is going to be remembered? For that fact, what Academy Award winners are the first? Who was the very first Academy Award winner? Unless you're just in like the Trivial Pursuit or Trivial Games, who was the first Emmy Award winner? I ain't talking about black people, the Academy Award. For as much as people fight to get an Oscar, who, who, who is, why is the name Oscar on the damn trophy? For as much as people become world champs and they're able to hoist that trophy, who's the very first one in whatever field that it is that you got that in? If it's a Pulitzer Prize, you're, you're a great writer. Who was the very first Nobel Peace Prize? Was it Nobel? Some dude named Nobel? For all that hard work and accomplishments or whatever that, that people take pride in, who's going to remember? Especially after Christ comes back. So for all that, that this hard effort in, that was being pushed before the flood and then come back with Nimrod after the flood, and he convinced everybody to be about this. It wasn't just him. He was convincing everybody, be the best you can be. Don't let nothing or anything hold you back. You take hold of your own destiny. You're the master of your own fate. Don't be restricted by the belief in a God. You believe in yourself. And that, from the time of our level, had everybody enamored. That had everybody following this, following that, that doctrine and that mentality. Let me get back to the, these notes. I hope, I'm, I, again, I hope I'm, I'm presenting this in a way that it, it, it can be seen that we can't get a lot from, from the scriptures, but there's a lot in here, but the history of what was taking place, what was happening that we had to go to other records, that even the Tower of Babel, we find the same story in other nations' histories. 
in other nations of records, not just the Bible. So well, I just went on that little tangent right now. That was to go ahead and bring out, and I think this trial is almost up. Damn. That was only to bring out about, um, from, from the Chaldean history, from uh, Abedinus, uh, uh, quoted by Eusebius, um, that the first man relying on their size and strength raised a tower reaching toward heaven in a place uh, where Babylon afterward, afterward stood. I just want to give a little more insight into this, this place, uh, relying on their size and strength. That wasn't just about them being actual physical giants compared to, to me standing next to, to uh, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. I'm not, no, no, I'm, no. It was about the acts and the feats and the accomplishments by your strength. You did this. You made this happen. The size of your will, the size of your heart, the size of your mind. And I hope, brothers and sisters, we can see where a lot of that, a lot of that is in today's society, is in today's world. Where a lot of the type of mentality and doctrine is still around today that if you can think it, you can manifest it. If you have a dream, follow it. Hard work, determination. Um, can't be stopped. The, the, the damn um, uh, rock song. Uh, the, the the from the rock song to 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 uh, Roy Jones Jr. song. I, I I got them in my head, but I just can't think of them right now. The exact words and lyrics. But it's, it's all about you. Is where you your self is your power of of you that's gonna make things happen. If you work harder, you can get whatever it is you want. And you got nobody, nobody can, 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 nobody to thank but you yourself. It was your hard work. It was your will. It was your desire. It was you not willing to let anybody tell you no. This was the mentality that Nimrod had been fostering when he built all these different cities. The first one being Babel, where we get the Tower of Babel from. So that was the Babylonian history. Tell what Plato says. All right, tell what Plato says. So I'm going back to uh, where it says here, the Cyclopedia of Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature. The Cyclopedia of Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature. Now I'm going down to paragraph number three. Well, again, paragraph number three. Um, we read the, the, pretty much the first part. Um, jump down where it says Plato also reports. We read about the Chaldeans. Now we're going to read about Plato, right? Plato, yeah. Plato also reports, and it, it is a politic page on page 272, a tradition that in the golden age of men and animals, made use of one common language too ambitiously. They were too ambitious, aspiring to immortality. Whereas a punishment confounded in their speech by Jupiter. Ooh. 
What is play recorded? A tradition that in the golden age, men and animals made use of one common language, but to ambitiously aspiring to immortality. They were too ambitious in trying to aspire to immortality. I want a name that lives forever. So we're going to build these edifices, these monuments, these churches, these these um, uh, uh, these these great mansion houses in honor of me that my name will live forever. They were too ambitious. Too ambitious. This is the history of what Plato's talking about. But for that says men and animals. I know we want to use this as, as a reference to like uh, some Doctor Doolittle being able to talk to animals or, or what have you. No, this ain't talking about those. It's talking about men. If we use a biblical reference, it's about men not having the knowledge of God, being beastly, going by their instincts. Um, David told us this when we go to this as a quick reference. Um, Ignore and ignorance, B E A S T. When we read Psalm chapter 73, verse 22, the book of Psalms chapter 73, verse 22, it's recorded. It says, So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. That it was, everything was just, I, I wasn't taught God's way. It was, everything was about just how I felt like a beast, like an animal. That when somebody gets that determination, that they're not going to be stopped, don't even today, they call that beast mode. That you're going to do something with so much tenacity and so much determination for, and, and damn near for, uh, ferociousness, the term is he went beast mode. He was not going to be denied. He just went in his full will, his own determination got him that. Cool. All right. We'll read the Bible. Check out the Bible. So foolish was I and ignorant of God's way, God's morals, how God wants things done, how God operates. I was as a beast before thee. Another um, M-A-N-I-F-E-S. Manifest. B-E-A-S-T. Make sure I spoke this right. When we go to Ecclesiastes, we go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 18. Again, in the Bible, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 18, it says, I said in my heart concerning the estate of the sons of men that God might manifest them and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. When we just operate of our, our instinct, our will, what we want, I'm gonna follow my dream at no, no, at, at whatever that no one's gonna stop me from achieving what I want. I'm gonna use my anger, my determination, my whole, my whole being to get what I want to make it go my way. I did it my way. I'm gonna get mad and I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Hook or cook. I'm gonna get what I. Once 
I don't care who it hurts. I don't care who gets in the way. If anybody gets in my way, I will not be denied. I will not be stopped. I'm not, if I got to go beast mode, I'm going to go beast if I go temporary insane, I'm going to go insane. I'm going to get what I want. I'm going to manifest my happiness. I'm going to take the bull by the horns. I'm going to make this happen. Okay? And irregardless of how you feel in that situation, the scripture still tells us this. I said in my heart concerning the estate of the sons of men, that the Most High might manifest them and that they might that they themselves are beasts. When you get like that, get in beast mode, your own self-determination, you're going to get what you want and don't give a damn who it hurts, about the rules, about whatever. You're, going, you're just going to get what you want. The only one who has to make sense to is you. The only one who it needs to be right to is you and how you feel. You're operating like a beast. Y'all bring like an animal. There was no one time where, where, again, obviously animals and 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 people were communicating like some damn Aquaman or some shit, something like that. No, but what we're reading about is what Plato records in his history. All right, and that because men that were building these edify and building themselves up and 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 not letting them stop and taking uh, taking control of their own destiny. Okay. Along with beasts and people that were that were just on their own instincts stuff, too ambitious and trying to aspiring to be immortal, were as a punishment confounded in their speech by Jupiter. This name Jupiter is gonna come up. I know we're gonna finish today. I'm seeing this time crept on me like a mug. This time got away from me quick. I can rule. Well, you know what's crazy, brother? I'm going to tell you straight up. When I first took this class and, and put this class together with, with the brother Gabarkawa, um, it was only about 18 pages. I'm a word note. I I I I I put all my notes together and uh, on, a, on a word document uh, um, where I can save, I can add to, it and all this type of stuff and everything, right? Well, sisters, from what started, I think it was like only 18, it was only 18 pages. I'm looking now, I'm on page 44 of 91 pages. I'm on page 44 of 91 pages. And one thing that happens here on Blog Talk, for those that, when, we, when you host a Blog Talk show, a, a, a class, um, you get your time limit, and right now we're at the maximum time limit that we can that we can that our our building cycle gives us, which is a two hours a, a time limit. Uh, at the end of the two hours, they give me a, a a warning, okay, that there's 90 seconds left. There's a little female voice that comes on and says 90 seconds remaining to the end of the show. Then it comes back in 60 seconds. It lets you know 60 seconds left to the end of the show. Then it comes back at 10 seconds. Ten seconds to so that it don't really try and catch you off guard if you have time to go ahead and wind the show up. And as for those that might be listening to the web browser, do the live podcast. That at the end of the two hours, if you listen to the live broadcast on the web browser, the show is going to stop. All right, it, it, it's going to come to an end. If you happen to call in though to the show, sometimes they'll let us continue a whole another. They'll let us continue a whole another hour. Sometimes it lets continue a whole other hour. 
um, if you happen to call in. Now, if you catch the archive, right, if you come back and listen to the library at Podcast Addict, at Google Podcast, at iHeartRadio Podcast, at um, uh, Apple iTunes uh, Podcast, or www.blocktopradio.com uh, forward slash Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. When you're playing through one of the, our libraries, you will be able to listen to the show in its entirety. For however long it took, um, you will be able to listen to the, to the show. It's my show, South Bar Show, Bonner Bar Show. You will be able to listen to it in its entirety. Now, I know we just hit the two-hour mark, uh, so that anybody that might have been listening live through the web browser, you can't even hear me right now, uh, the show stopped at two hours, all right, because that, that, that's the package that we're paying for, so it stopped at two hours. We have a three-hour package, but that price right now is way out of the price range, so we can't do that. Not going to do that. Um, but if, you, if you're listening through, uh, if you're ever checking out our shows through the web browser and it gets cut off, uh, go to the archive and you'll be able to listen to this show in its entirety, all right? You'll be able to catch the show in its entirety. I want to read a little bit more of, of some of this article uh, because there's so much information, brothers and sisters. There is so much information. I'm going to keep reading, reading some more, and we're going to call it a night for tonight. And then uh, we'll check back tomorrow morning to see if Uncle Tazapah, Coach Tazapah, Brother Tazapah, uh, Uncle Tazapah uh, will be doing his show tomorrow morning or tomorrow evening. Uh, we'll check with him, and I'll be sending the, uh, the, the notification out, and we'll see what happens. All right, we'll see what happens. If he is caught up, if, um, and when I say caught up, meaning this, the plantation got him and he has to work, uh, I will continue uh, uh, this series tomorrow. And we'll see how it works with Tazapah. If I go tomorrow, I might work that up with him because I might see if I can do the, the show tomorrow being Tuesday. That he can come back on Wednesday. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll talk to him about that. Cool. So I'm going to keep reading on with this definition, all right? I'm going to keep reading on with this definition. I mean, definition number three from the uh, – uh, make sure I got it right. The Encyclopedia of Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature under Babel. Um, number three, and we're dealing with the traditions uh, concerning the Tower of Babel that versions uh, more or less substantially correct of this account are found among other nations. So we read about, about the Chaldeans, we read about Plato. Um, and details of the story of the war of the Titans against the gods may also be traced uh, some traditionally resemblance to the narrative in the Bible. Oh, I don't know if you heard that. The details of the story of the war of the Titans against the gods. Remember the Titans? Not the Denzel Washington movie. The war of the Titans against the gods may also be traced some traditional, traditionally resemblance to the narrative in the Bible. It says, see, uh, Finey, uh, uh, Filney, uh, 7, uh, chapter 7, I guess, uh, pages 111 and 112. Uh, then you have uh, Huygen and his book, page 143. And then it says, it quotes this, the Sybil, S-I-B-Y-L, the Sybil, quote, unquote, 
says Josephus, that Josephus says this, in Josephus, Antiquities of the Jews, uh, uh, Volume 1, Book 4, Paragraph 3, in the Josephus. The Sibyl uh, says also, says Josephus, also makes mention of this town and the confusion of language. When she says thus, when all men were of one language, some of them built a high tower as if they would thereby ascend up to heaven. But the gods sent storms of wind and overthrew the tower and gave everyone his particular language. And for this reason, it was that the city was called Babylon. Here we have a, a, more historians than credit to this. When you compare Philo, right, it says compare Philo, uh, CPP, I'm not sure what that is. Uh, I guess it's chapter 1, page 106. It says, the same, the same writer assigns as the reason of this overthrow and confusion the displeasure of God as seeing them act so madly under the influence of Nimrod, as seeing people, the, uh, the population of the earth, acting so madly under the influence of Nimrod. Remember the first founder of the first kingdom after the flood called Babel where everybody was about building edifices and building homages and building a name for themselves, regardless of whatever moral code God was trying to establish, or what he just wiped out with the flood, they are coming doing the exact same thing. Wasn't that immortality as we got from uh, Plato? Wanting to build a, something that they would always be remembered by, a name that they would always be remembered, that legacy, regardless of what God said or not. That fame. All right? It says, um, reading again, the same writer assigns as the reason of this overthrow and confusion the displeasure of God as seeing them act so madly under the influence of Nimrod, a bold, bad man, who, in order to alienate the minds of the people from God and to take revenge for the deluge which he had destroyed their forefathers. That Nimrod was mad at God for destroying civilization before the flood, destroying all the things that, they, that their forefathers had built. Remember, Nimrod was what? The son of Cush? The son of Ham? Ham was one what? Uh, about 96 years before the flood So Ham had all that time to, to, to be about What was going on at the flood Before the flood actually came Before God closed the door on the ark so to, to live and see and experience All that revelry All that, that, that debauchery All that building a name for themselves Seeing all the grand cities The grand temples, the grand churches The grand monuments that men had built for themselves and follow whatever imagination they want, that, that they wanted to do, Ham saw that. And obviously he passed that grudge onto Cush and then to Nimrod. 
upset. Nimrod is now upset with God that God would do such a thing. And that, okay, so I'm reading it, it says, who in order to alienate the minds of the people from God and to take revenge for the deluge, which had destroyed their forefathers and induced them to build a tower too high for the waters to be able to reach. We're going to build something so great, so high, so magnificent, even God himself can't bring it down. And had everybody at this particular time thinking the exact same way. Come on, y'all. I'm sorry. I got to I got I got to copy paste this. Put it in. Um, I got to put this on my Facebook. Got you. I have to. I got you. Ah, copy paste. Uh, you can reach me if y'all, y'all want to see this. Um, if you're actually looking up online with me, uh, go to uh, – you can see me at Mashaba Bonjuna on Facebook. M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, uh, Mashaba Bon-Judah, B-A-N-Judah, J-U-D-A-H. Uh, that's me. Uh, hit me up. Want to uh, be friends? We're not already? Hit me up. I got you. All right. I will confirm. Well, I can post a, a lot of this stuff here. Uh, that you might come back and check out. I know the brothers of Hayama be, be getting this stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the Hayama, he'd be liking a lot of myself. And same, same like um, uh, uh, a few others, especially uh, 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 Becky Chavez. <laughs> My sister Becky. All right, cool. All right. Um, I'm getting a little stir, stir crazy. I ain't going to lie to y'all. That, uh, this is only the first article. Some of the first articles that, that we went to. I got, I got to go a little further. I got to go a little bit further. All right. Um, let me see here. Um, Reading on with, 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 with uh, paragraph three, reading on with paragraph three, it says, Even Ezra, um, in location of, of Genesis, I guess, uh, has given a more probable explanation. Those, he says, who built the Tower of Babel were not so uh, insensate as to imagine they could, by any such means, reach to heaven. Nor did they fear another deluge, since they had the promise of God to the contrary. But they wished for a city which should be a common residence and a general rendezvous, rendezvous serving in the wide and open plains of Babylonia 
to prevent the traveler from losing his way. In order that while they took measures for their own convenience and advantage, they might gain a name with future ages. And it says, see Nimrod. So he's saying the purpose was, okay, that wasn't just about going against God. It was like, for the convenience of, that if you ever traveling through this great plain, there was nothing there. And I guess like if you ever traveling on, on a highway, um, like if you're in Texas and you have to be traveling from, from you know, Fort Stockton to El Paso, um, which, which is like, like um, the damn Twilight Zone, that it's just miles and miles and miles of nothing. And you pray just to see a, a, a gas station. You pray just to see something uh, because it's just so empty out there. And to see a gas station, like, oh, my God, you're going to stop just because it's, it's something to break up the monotony. It's something to break up the, this boring-ass, long-ass, uh, groom-ass rod. Okay? Well, that this is what it was like in the, the, the plain of Shinar, that people that were traveling, there was nothing there. So to have this tower built, that now you can go there for your convenience. That this is what this is what, that we that for your convenience is here on this long expansive travel that you want to be traveling through. If it's during the summertime, through the heat, through the winter, it's cold. That you can stop here, a rest stop, if you will, All right? An ancient rest stop. Um, that that's probably why they built it. But then also, as he says right here, that they took measures for their own convenience and advantage. They might also gain a name with future ages, that they would leave a name for themselves. We're going to build this city, and we're going to build this place, that we might leave a, leave a name for ourselves to future ages. Curious is everybody catching. Is, everybody, is anybody catching what's being put down? Are you digging what I'm throwing down? I got to read this a little bit more, y'all. I'm reading this a little bit more. It says, to Nimrod, the first foundations of the tower are ascribed. So just like you put a, a plaque on a building to acknowledge the, 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 it was the engineer, to acknowledge the person whose name is going to be under, that, 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 that this building is, is built in honor of this person or whatever, they did the same thing with this city, with this tower in Babylon. To Nimrod, the first foundations of the tower are ascribed. Ceramicus enlarged and beautified it. When we read in uh, uh, Tesisus, uh another historical book, y'all can look it up on, online here. Uh, but it appears that the Temple of Bel, in its most renowned state, was not completed until the time of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar who after the accomplishment of his many conquests consecrated this superb edifice in the idolatrous object to whom he ascribed his victories. That the observatory on the tower was erected in remote times, there is good reason to believe. That this tower battle that that was started by Nimrod, the foundation started by Nimrod, that was pushed by um, Ceramicus, and yes, we're going to get into this, this. Ceramicus, that the tower wasn't completed until the time of Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar attributed it to Nimrod. 
that because what Nimrod started, you know that that I'm standing on I'm standing on, on the shoulders of giants. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them and for what they laid down, what they did. That's the only reason why I could be here. Is what they started. That's why I'm able to do and reach the, where I'm at right now. It's almost sickening. This is what Nebuchadnezzar gave, gave credit to Nimrod about. But to Nimrod, the first foundations of the tower are ascribed. Ceramicus enlarged and beautified it. Oh, I got, I got to highlight that, y'all, because we're going to come back on this part here. I got I got to increase this font to something ridiculous. When I come back, I want to pick up here. Oh my! Oh oh oh! Yeah, I want to pick up here. I think I'll put this in a red font with, yeah, this is going to be black highlight so it stands out. To Nimrod, the first foundations of of the tower are ascribed. Ceramicus enlarged and beautified it. Brother says, when I come back with this class, when I come back with this class, we're going to go into Nimrod. We went through some of the scriptures already dealing with Nimrod. Now we're going to go through some of the historical um, articles about Nimrod. And yes, we will be staying um, in, for the most part, by and large, the Cyclopedia of Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature. We just did Babylon. Our focus in today was uh, and dealing with, I'm sorry, not Babylon, but Babel. We did focus on Babel, which was the first kingdom that Nimrod built or established of, of the eight cities that he established that had everybody there. We did Babel, right? And that the significance of Babel was the Tower of Babel. And hopefully this gave some insight to, to those that were listening, having to cast this, of the mentality of the people and under the influence of Nimrod and what he had the people doing that got, got the father, got God so angry with them about this thing about we're going to build a name for ourselves that we can last forever, forever. Ooh. I know that's going into something else. Um, well, it's supposed to be going into something else. But now you got to go back and check out Keith Sweat's song, Make It Last Forever. Was he really talking about a love relationship between him and a woman? Or was he talking about a love relationship with him and some, some deity? I don't know. Because brother says, ah, oh, I, I guess I, I'm going to give a little insight. I'm going to let a little bit of the cat out of the bag. Hopefully this don't ruin the whole bag. Some of the influences that we're going to get into that Nimrod left, hopefully we're starting to touch on some of the influences that he's influenced the whole entire world. Like what we read about Revelation 18. It said, oh, oh my goodness. Revelation 18, it says, uh, Revelation 18, verse 1. I'm going to try and wind up with this. Revelation 18, verse 1. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lighted with his glory. 
And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Verse 3, for all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. No doubt this is a prophecy referring to this place today known as America. This is is, is a prophecy describing what will be happening in America. I'm not ever going to change that. But if we consider and look at, hopefully, as we're touching on, and if we can make more of a time with America, we will. But let's go back to ancient Babel, ancient Babylon, that in Revelations we get this name, Babylon the Great. What was going on back then that it was influencing all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. That from the influence of this place, of, of, of a place in particular, that the Bible, the Bible calls in Revelation Babylon the Great, that the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. That there's an influence that has touched the whole entire planet. As we keep going through this, this subject, brothers and sisters, and then with Nimrod and Babylon and Ceramicus, we're going to see that their influence has literally touched all nations. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. We're going to get into this, brothers and sisters. We're going to get into this. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Please continue to, 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 to log back in, check back in. Please stay tuned. And we're going to find out that this, that this influence, who, even as far as the music, even as far as the music, I'm going to leave it at that, but we're going to get into some of this, brothers and sisters. The music that we think is, is just some soul music today, all right, brothers and sisters, thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Forgive me for, for uh, we did do the show tonight, and I know that tonight is Monday. So hopefully you, might, you, you are catching uh, 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 Monday Night Class uh, with uh, Sword of Truth, uh, uh, San Antonio, on YouTube. Or you might be catching um, uh, the SOW, the Stream of, the Stream of Wisdom, uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, we're not in competition, so it's all good. We are not in competition. So maybe you might be coming back and checking out the show on an archive show. It's appreciated. Right? It is appreciated. Um, and, hope, and tomorrow, again, tune in tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, Tots Park Tuesdays will, will resume tomorrow morning. If not, if he's got a, a, a class he's doing or, or not a class, but he has to go to work, then we're going we're gonna to work it out. If not, if he doesn't do his class tomorrow, I'm sure he'll come back tomorrow evening. Uh, and, and, and hold it down. We'll, we'll see what's happening. All right, brothers and sisters, with that, thank everybody for tuning in. Hopefully this has been educational. Hopefully this has been informative, uh, uh, insightful, that you might take something from this uh, to help you on your journey. Uh, and, and as we're journeying to everybody working on their own salvation with fear and trembling. All right? So with that, my name is Michelle, and I'd like to wish each and every one of you 
uh, for the remainder of tonight or the uh, remainder of the week, uh, the middle of our time. Are we still here in Babylon? Shalom. Yahweh our power, Yahweh is one. 